This is the Adulting I Hate It Here podcast. Ciao. Adulting is good. I want to go home. I hate it here. I hate it here. I hate it here. I want to go home. I hate it here. I hate it here. I hate it here. Welcome back, my fellow adultees and adult adjacents. This is the Adulting I Hate It Here podcast. I'm your host. I am Queen T. I am Q-W-E-E-N-T-E, same thing on all the socials. Make sure you hit up the Adulting I Hate It Here page on Instagram. That's Adulting I Hate It Here pod on Instagram, as well as the Facebook like page. Uh, Remember, on the Twitter machine, it is Adulting I-H-I-H because they haters and have character limits. Boom. So now that that's out the way, um, are y'all okay? Like... It's rare that I'm like at a loss for words, but I am truly at a loss for words. And I'm kind of scrambling right now to kind of put my thoughts in order. Of course, it comes at a very, very somber note for me to have to mention the passing of Chadwick Boseman, a.k.a. T'Challa, Black Panther, um, James Brown, um, Jackie Robinson, whoever, you know what I'm saying? He uh, unfortunately passed away um, on the 28th due to uh, colon cancer. And I just don't have a lot of words at this current moment. I think that just like everyone else, I'm kind of overwhelmed with complete sadness because it came so left field for us. And I have to applaud his family and friends and people who kept this secret very, very tight and near and dear to them. And of course, just rest in peace to Chadwick. It's just, I can't even believe that I, I even have to verbally say that out loud. It was kind of hard to believe even reading it. I feel like I read it probably like 10 times just so it could like solidify in my brain that this is a real thing happening. Um, and of course, just sending, um, you know, condolences to his family, his wife, you know, friends, colleagues, everyone that loved him, everyone that was close to him, everyone that got the chance to be embraced by him. I'm sure they are hurting in a way that I can't even explain. 43 is insanely young to um, pass away from something so serious like that. So, I mean, at this point, we kind of know that there is no age limit that we're looking at here when it comes to things like colon cancers or breast cancers, ovarian cancers, any form of cancers. But I will say, fuck cancer. That That's what I will say. Um, I'm just kind of hurt, honestly. Um, I wish I had more words. I mean, I feel like I had like a whole, you know, like addendum of what I want to talk about on the show today. But as soon as I pressed record, it's like it all came rushing back to me of just sadness and it's just it's unbelievable really like my sister just turned 43 on the 26th of August so two days prior she turned 43 and he passed away at 43 and I hate to kind of like make it about me or my family but it's just so crazy how 43 is crazy young to me it's it's he's I I just man this is such a devastating blow and I know a lot of people our age, I say our, but you know, 30 plus or late twenties or what have you, um, can appreciate him for the work that he's done, especially 
in the past four years since he has been diagnosed. Um, I believe he put out maybe 10 movies. And, you know, it seems that it was very purposeful and he took those roles and it's I'm, I'm crazy inspired right now. Like I had this whole list of what I want to talk about with you guys, but honestly, I can't get over it. I can't get over it. It seems crazy to me. And anytime that a celebrity passes away, there's this somberness that kind of is casted over America, just fans lives you know we really do care about people who provide us great content great music great movies you know great artistry and so this was just such such a shock but there were a few things that I did want to talk about that I know for sure that I could possibly remember because I'm doing my best okay y'all but one thing I do want to talk about is that Something strange happens when celebrities die and I can't quite put my finger on it, but it's insane. Okay. Like it's nuts what happens on the interwebs when a celebrity dies. And like, I know like everyone is kind of grieving like collectively and we're just sad and really hurt by the loss of Chadwick Boseman. Um, But what I'm seeing on social media, Twitter specifically, probably here and there on the Facebook, you know, they be getting shit kind of late. But what I was seeing was just this narrative that was getting spun around, you know, this narrative of, oh, Chadwick was enduring all of this and going to a chemo and going through all of these these obstacles and adversities and he still managed to be Black Panther and he still accomplished all these things so you guys need to get your shit together because look at all that he's done like using him as a martyr for you know the person that overcomes great adversity and it's like in this case he didn't he he succumbed to colon cancer and it's just unfortunate all of the things that we will no longer get but we should not be using his death because his his life is his message. Even though I don't give a damn about Gandhi, there are times he said a few good things. And one of the good things he said is, I believe someone asked him, what is your message? Like, what message are you trying to portray? And he said, my life is my message. And I think this is the same thing in this case where we could look back um on Chadwick's life and the things that he's accomplished and even seeing that he went to Howard at HBCU and all of those things kind of came to light and I posted something recently on my Instagram story that basically was just saying that when you die your life gets reevaluated because you're no longer alive to protect it you no longer get an opinion of other people's opinion of your life you know um so people get to just see you and they get to experience you and know you better and understand you better when they can look at your life in totality and not just in parts you're willing to share with people because we can be very private, very secretive with things that are close to us. But when we die, there is no gatekeeper anymore. So 
the people that are left behind get to kind of reevaluate you and maybe understand things that they didn't before. And I'm so glad, honestly, I'm so glad that his illness, it did not get out to the public. And I, and people were like, oh my God, we didn't know, we didn't know, we didn't know. And it's like, I know that's beautiful that everything gets to be on his and his family's terms. So much so that I was so glad that TMZ weren't the ones breaking this story. This came directly from Chadwick Boseman's account or from his camp of people. But they held this secret like lip tight shut. And I'm so grateful for that because we already know what happens when people kind of publicly announce any illness or anything, any ailment that they may be suffering with, because then their career becomes shaped around that illness. Now you're getting awards you don't even fucking deserve because people feel bad or sad that you're sick and you're getting all these honorary things and there's all of this attention placed on this illness. It's almost as if they're giving this illness its own identity. So like sidebar, like I understand why a lot of women don't want to be labeled as like, for instance, and I know this is probably a horrible example, but it's the only thing I can think of is you know women may not want to come out and go i'm a survivor of rape i'm a survivor of sexual assault i'm a survivor because your life becomes shaped around this horrible thing that happened to you um and in chadwick's case his life would have been shaped around colon cancer and the time that he found out in his late 30s it was already stage three so at that point i felt like everything that he did and said was purposeful and we can see it now as it's reevaluated and i think we just have to be careful when these things happen especially just getting on social media is kind of hard to even avoid but when you do get on social media you see all of these narratives and webs and all of this entanglement that people create you know about his life and kind of it's it's a lot of strangeness that that's going on right now and there's a conversation of people saying oh well fellas you see how important it is to go get your colon checked and go to the doctor which is great um i implore people to have you know their regular checkups take care of your body especially as you get older, great. Then there's a whole other argument. Don't tell people to just go get to the doctor. People don't have insurance. Look at the state of the, the healthcare system at this point. And it's like, oh, okay. Then you have people going, look what Chadwick did in his time and he was struggling and you aren't struggling at all and you still aren't succeeding. You still aren't reaching your goals. Look at the obstacles Chadwick had to deal with. You didn't have anything compared to that. You should be successful. It's like all of this negativity that could come from something like, honestly, I know it's sad, but like everything about this Chadwick situation is so poetic to me. The fact that they were honoring Jackie Robinson on the day that he died. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of just, I don't know, very poetic. And of course, there is another conversation, which I do want to chop it up with y'all about i ain't gonna hold y'all but like i have thoughts okay so boom as 
Chadwick was getting towards, I guess, the, the latter of his life, unfortunately. I hate to even, oh God, it's crazy to even explain it like that. But once he got to that point in his life, um, clearly his physical appearance started to kind of deteriorate. He got very uh, frail looking, very small. And, uh, you know, people were throwing those jokes around and calling him Crack Panther and all type of ridiculous things because we feel like it's okay to say mean malicious things to celebrities because we assume that they don't see it or hear it or they're unaffected by it as if they're subhuman that don't have feelings but um to find out now that it was because he had this terminal disease it was just oh god it really hurt my feelings like it really put me in a ugly space because I think of how many times personally I've done that how many times I'm just trying to get a joke off or I'm laughing, entertaining myself at someone else's expense, not knowing whatever battles that they're dealing with. So that is another narrative that's being spun around right now. And that is be kinder to people because you don't know the battles that they're fighting every day, which is true. You know, I, I think it's great that people extracted that from this situation but less than 24 hours, people are right back on the internet being unkind, being unkind. So I, I wonder what it is about such a public death or of a public figure that makes us emotionally be distorted in a way that we're no longer focusing on the central issue. And in this case, the central issue is the fact that Unfortunately, Chadwick Boseman has passed away. And then we look back and realize that he's done mountains of work in between this time and going through chemotherapy and training to be Black Panther. And I know a lot of children are disappointed. Like con my contemporaries, 20, 20 something, late 20 something, 30 something, even 40s, you know, we love him from his films. But you have to think about children who that's their nigga Superman. You know what I'm saying? He was Afro man. Like, I don't know. He was something very symbolic to children and children could look up to him and little girls were looking up to um, Lupita and, and just enamored that they could even be a superhero because it's, it's not often that black kids get to see themselves represented in films or stories where it's not about trauma and fucking strife every you know it's, it's getting exhausting just watching film productions of the things that we've been through you know it's just it's just not where it's at but for this death to affect people as a whole um so deeply i think we just need to be more conscious of the, the, the things that we share, even in moments where you're trying to console people or you when I say console people, I mean, like when you're on your timeline and you see that everybody is sad and you try to post something positive, you find a good quote, you do something to try to just offset all of the, the sadness and negativity and then you get sucked into it as well. Then you start sharing information that's not true. Then you start being judgy. Because I feel like what people are originally or just deep down to the core struggling with is figuring out how to grieve for a person you don't even know. 
you know, we felt it with Nipsey deeply, you know what I mean? We felt it with a couple people. We felt it with Whitney, you know, that was kind of a blow to us. Like there were certain deaths that were like, what? Prince, you know, there were certain people like, what do you mean? I wasn't even thinking about them and now they're just gone. And when these things happen, of course, it's like, I'm sad because they gave me whatever their artistry was, whether it was movies, music, instruments, whatever it may be. And that person passes away. There's this like, oh, like grief, like deep. And then there's this other part that's like, but you didn't even really know them. Like you didn't know them like that. So why are you even affected? And I think that we have to kind of move around that. We, I think we have to grow past this well, you don't know this person, so you don't get to. And this you don't get to feel narrative that a lot of people have. And y'all didn't even know that, man. Y'all don't even, y'all don't, y'all don't, y'all don't. But at the same time, I feel like if this person was in a piece of art, a film, music, whatever it was, and it connected to you, then they are a part of you. Then you do feel like you do know a part of them. You may not know them in their entirety, but you do feel like you know a part of them. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with grieving someone you don't know. When it hits your heart, it hits your heart and there's nothing you can do. It's, is that the thunder? Oh my God. Anyway, there is really nothing that you can do, but express that compassion and sympathy that you would give to anybody. It, I think it matters not that you don't know this person personally. Um, but if they affected your life in some way, I don't see why it wouldn't hurt you or affect you. So, like I said, there is just so many strange things and narratives and conversations that's being had right now in lieu of uh, Chadwick pa passing away and also in lieu of uh, just Jacob Blake being shot seven times in the back. Um, that 17 year old that shot three people, killed two. He's 17 year old with two bodies, walked directly to the police, SWAT cars and trucks passed him by. And then I'm hearing now that when he did have a court setting, it was rescheduled for a month. So not only was he allowed to kill two people, he was allowed to drive home in another state and go to bed, wake up the next morning and turn himself in. So we see that uh, white people in general are able to experience the full extent of the law. They are regarded as such and as people. And in the same city, a man was gunned, not a black man was gunned down by an officer while his children were in the car. And as it currently stands, Jacob Blake is paralyzed from the waist down and is handcuffed to his goddamn bed. I, you know, I really, <laughs> I try to check out. Every now and then I have to check out because the news and current events, it just cuts me. I feel sometimes like I have physical wounds and I know everyone is like, be kinder, be kinder. And this is something I emphasize in general because it's true. You do not know what anyone is dealing with prior to them coming into your space. <sighs> but for black people specifically, I know people think that we've been going through 
tough times since January, but we've been going through tough times since 1619, since we were kidnapped, since we were brought here, since our language was stolen, since our music was stolen, our spirituality was stolen. Everything that we loved was stolen. And then we were given brand new and then we never had in the history of black people being in America, we never had an opportunity to breathe. We never had space to grow without infiltration. We never had it. And so now where we're, it's so blatant, <laughs> like it feels disrespectful. I feel like they trying me at this point because the, the, the situation is so front street. It's so in our face. And they are boldly doing these things, making actions, taking no action. Um, it's just we're in such a crazy space right now. And it's only been eight goddamn months out of the year. And I just when this show airs, it's going to be the last day of August. And look, September, please don't come in here with no mess. OK. Because I feel like everyone is at their limit. Everyone is at the edge because we don't get a break. I'm going to be honest with y'all. A few weeks ago, I was just chit-chatting with my boot thing or whatever. And I was just chilling and I leaned up from the chair. I'm like, wait a minute. Police hasn't um, brutalized a nigga in a long time. It's been a little while since we heard a story. I'm suspicious. Do you know how crazy it is to live in a society where you get suspicious when there is no police brutality? Only for a week later for Jacob Blake to be shot seven times in close range in the back and survive. And this is the only one of the few cases where we have a survivor and we're not just he's not just a hashtag. He gets to see his hashtag. He gets to see people going hard for him and people being in the streets for him. And even the protesters that died at the hands of that 17 year old domestic terrorist, even those people were trying to ride for Jacob. And, and it's just we never really get this. He's paralyzed. He has all of these beautiful babies. And we don't get this where we have this other side of the story. He was reaching for a gun. He was doing this. And I'm like, I need people to clearly goddamn understand that even if a person is guilty, they do not deserve to die unless they are literally creating a physical threat to you or the public. I don't understand. Just <sighs> y'all, I have a headache. <laughs> I'm recording this right now. But I I have a headache that's just throbbing in, in the forefront of my goddamn forehead, my five head. Y'all know my forehead protrudes quite a bit. So I have an extra headache, if you will. But I wanted to talk about the, the this conversations that were, you know, centralized around the death of Chadwick Boseman and just seeing the things that people do to your death that has nothing to do with the actual death. And I feel like people just find new and exciting ways to make shit about them. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. It's just that when people start talking about, oh, well, you see, guys, you need to do this. You need to do this because this happened. And it's like, this is not a time 
for, for people to be preached at. Like nobody want to hear that shit. And by nobody, I mean me. Like, I don't want to read it. I don't want to see it. I don't like the preachy tone that a lot of people kind of pick up when some major incident happens or something. Everybody gets weird and we don't know what to say to each other. We don't know really, you know, details about certain things. But you have people who will make it the fuck up. And it is scary. It's scary. So like I said, I'm just glad that it's his family and everybody close to him kept that under wraps and that we learned this news the way that we were supposed to. And of course, just rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman, T'Challa, you know, Wakanda forever. Side note, let me tell you, um, Negroid something. Okay. I am not appreciative of y'all telling us that the Wakandan, you know, Wakanda Forever hand gesture is going to be replaced now. Um, it's going to be replacing handshakes because of Corona. No, everybody calm down. Okay. Everybody just take a step, take a step back a few, take a few breaths and then come back and reevaluate the stupidness that you're doing right now. Okay, we don't have to make everything Black Panther. We don't have to make everything Wakanda. We don't have to do that. What we have to do is just show appreciation for the art that he left behind, the lives that he affected. These babies love Black Panther. There are babies that's been wearing the Black Panther costume since Halloween. Okay, just every day outside wearing rain boots. All of it. Kids are having a great time. But just to learn this, I mean, it's difficult. And then we got y'all random raggedy ass parents who are telling their children that Black Panther died. And it's like, y'all are being irresponsible. Okay. Yeah. Black Panther died. Did he? Or did Chaswick Bozeman die? Okay. Let's start there. Because he's a person. Before he's whatever to you in the Marvel Universe. He was a person. He belonged to somebody. He belonged to people. He was somebody's son, friend, husband, colleague. Like, y'all have to stop this. It's, <laughs> it's making me feel like I'm crazy for even acknowledging and noticing that y'all are kind of being irresponsible with this man's message. And it's like, out of everything that he did, how are you even getting all of this stuff? Because to me... All I can see is the inspiration. I am so, so inspired. Even his death is inspiring because a lot of us, and I say us because I include myself, but a lot of us go through our adversities and can't wait to tell people. Oh, let me tell you about how hard this is. Oh, girl. Oh, let me tell you. Oh, let me tell my homeboy. And you want to tell everybody about the things that you're going through. And I know you don't feel like you're doing that. I know a lot of people are like, well, I don't really tell people my business. And you're lying. You do. Because there are people that are close to you that you will share information with. And for the things that you do keep to yourself, the moment that there is an upturn, the moment that you receive good fortune, the moment that things go your way. Now you want to tell your testimony. You want to testify. I was all I was doing so bad. And now look at me. I'm doing so great now. I just kept the faith. 
And it's like, sometimes that seems disingenuous to me because it's like, it's not about shoving in people's faces of what they need to do. You could be like me. I came from nothing and, and now I'm something. And it's like, it's something about that that comes across as generic to me. And I more appreciate somebody saying, you don't have to do what I do. You don't have to put in the hours. You don't have to put in the discipline. You don't have to wake up early. You don't have to eat the right things. But I do. And if that inspires you, then great. But I'm not seeking and trying to find people to inspire. No, I'm, I'm just living. So literally, the life is the message. I'm not trying to recruit. I'm not tapping on people's, you know, doors and on every Saturday or something like, hey, let me recruit you over to the side of winning. No, you know, and, and honestly, when I feel like people are trying to sell me inspiration, sell me motivation, I'm turned off. You cannot sell me that motivation is temporary. You're not going to be motivated all the time. You're not going to be inspired all the time. So you have to have something in you that's way deeper. That means way more to you. And so for Chadwick to have gone through this horrible experience, knowing he's on, you know, going on press tours, he's filming, you know, crazy hours, still going to chemo, taking care of himself and knowing that there is an end that's coming up. You know that you're not going to get another tomorrow. You have more days behind you than ahead of you. And you still manage to be graceful, patient, kind. All of those beautiful things that people are saying about him. And honestly, all of the love that he's been getting, he deserves. He deserves every ounce of the love that he has been given. I'm going to like every single picture because that's how I'm is. And I just feel like I know people are very just... Give people their flowers, give people their flowers, which is also true. But we also just need to be able to give people things out of a good heart and not because you feel like you're supposed to, not because a celebrity died, not because you've just been reminded that life is short. No, like on a daily, on a daily, just try to be decent, be good to yourself so you know what it feels like so that you can give it away. I'm going to back that up and be like Dr. Umar and say it one more time. You have to make yourself feel good. Know what it feels like in order for you to give it away. You know, you can't just be giving, 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 giving because you're going to be drained. You're going to have nothing left. So you build yourself and then, you know, you be kind to people. And I overemphasize to be kind to people. Like I tell y'all, I'm kind. I'm probably not nice. I know you're probably like, okay, well, bitch, what's the difference? Okay, <laughs> slow down. Let me tell you. So for me, I feel like people who are nice are people pleasers. They'll do the right thing because they think it's the right thing to do or people expect them to do that right thing, say the right thing, be polite, you know, say yes when you want to say no, say no when you want to say yes. And I feel like those are nice people. I'm not nice like that. I don't really care enough to kind of spare feeling so greatly you know I'm not very like blunt or crass you know what I'm saying but I definitely know when to say no I know when to say yes I know when to leave I know when to be light polite and excuse myself it's just I'm a kind person and I do things out of my heart 
I don't do things because I think it's the right thing or someone's watching me or any of any of the, the reasons people may have to do the right thing. Like, I don't feel like that or to be nice or kind. No, I feel like kind is one thing. Nice is another. And I'm just kind. <laughs> I don't know about nice. But in any event, we need to be more of that to each other and not just when something happens. It's just like prayer. It's like if you only pray when something bad happens, do you even believe anything? When things are great, you have nothing to pray about. But as soon as things go bad, you're like, Lord, please send me a sign. And he sent a sign. And you're like, Lord, not that one. <laughs> Another sign, Jesus. Um, Jesus Christ. Um, anyway. Y'all know I'm struggling because, like I said, I mean, I've, I've pulled words out of my ass to talk about this show because I'm a talkative person. But I'm really just deeply, 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 deeply sad about this Chadwick Boseman situation. And uh, we actually lost quite a few people this year. And I'm going to go through a quick little list. And if I left any of them out, make sure you hit me up on the Twitter. Let me know at I am Queen T. Or, of course, you guys can always hit me up. Adulting I Hate It here pod at gmail.com but so at the tippy top we lost colby and Gigi, as well as the other seven uh, individuals on the helicopter i i hate excluding them but y'all know it's colby and Gigi. so we have that i think that we also lost betty wright we lost little richard we lost john lewis um pop smoke which is Still does not resonate in my spirit. It is not settling. Okay. It's not settling in my spirit. He was a baby. He was 20 years old. And I hear people like listen to his music now and they dance to it and it's on TikTok and shit. And I'm like, yo, he's gone. How are you? Anyway, Pop Smoke got Huey, the rapper. Uh, the song isn't coming to me, but y'all know it. Um, Naya Rivera, we know that was incredibly sad. Miss Minnie, Lord, Miss Minnie. And that was like kind of at the beginning of the pandemic. And like, I was just like, whoa, uh, what was she even doing now? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what she was doing. It's just unfortunate she's no longer here. Um, Jazz Fly, Jazz Fly. I, God, just like, oh my God. I, every time I think about her, it's like, breaks my heart there has been a lot of death this year and um i know he's not black but honorable mention is regis philbin uh what the the voice and face of who wants to be a millionaire regis and kathy lee y'all know your mama made you watch it too um it's just been a, a significant amount of loss this year a significant amount of loss and on top of people losing family members and friends and coworkers and people they care about to COVID. And, and it's just, I just, where's the reset button? Like, how do we just get off? Like, how do we stop this? That's what we need to figure out. We need to come together, conjure up old man Ackerson from Martin and figure out how to get the, the, the hell away from this. Because I feel like. What more do you want from me? I mean, I do feel like that, but I also am not challenging the universe <laughs> to a duel. I don't want you to be like, hold my beer. I don't need that. Okay. So I just, I feel like everybody feels that we need a break. It is raining like crazy outside. Anyway, 
I know that everybody kind of just needs an emotional break. Like I wish that there was a way to kind of just get off life for five minutes so that we can like catch our breath and like feel like a person. It's like every time I open my phone, there's something even more devastating than I read before. And it just increasingly gets worse. It's like the world is falling down the stairs and there's nothing you can do but just be on the ride and wait till it stops. But it seemed like this is the stairway to hell. <laughs> we can't get off. You know what I'm saying? But um, and I know that I probably speak for like a small amount of people or the group. I don't know who I speak for. Um, but all of this has have has have all of this has my mind racing it has me thinking about my own mortality it has me thinking about the way that I want to live my life it has me thinking about my health um all of it all of it and it's overwhelming and I really do you know feel bad and and kind of sympathize and empathize with people who are struggling with any type of anxiety and depression, because when these things happen, I don't think that a lot of those people are considered um, when these things happen, if it may affect them. But I know we're saying this casually, but it's really important to be kind for real, guys. And not just when it's convenient, not when something major happens and you're reminded, but just be kind to each other because, you know, we have no idea of when our last day is, when it will be. We don't know anything. So I just feel like if you do nothing else, just make this place better than when you when you left, you know, just make it better. Um, now, one thing I also did want to talk about was. Um, all right. So there was an article that was put out not too long ago. Uh, that indicated that there was a law being proposed in the UK that would make celebrities label photos as quote unquote edited on Instagram and let people know that they're photoshopped. So like members of the parliament said that edited photos on Instagram are fueling a mental health crisis because they're creating a warped sense of beauty, end quote. Now, I don't follow a lot of laws and I don't live in the UK, but I will say this. I agree. <laughs> Where do I sign? Is there something I can mail over to y'all? Um, how can I participate? Because, look, our um, government system is a shit show and they care not whether things are fake or not, clearly. Um, but I am... 150% behind this new law and I hope that this passed and I hope that it's a real thing and I hope it catches on and it makes its way on over to um, this awful ass country um, because I feel like it's very true I talked about snapchat dysmorphia with a few folks probably like a while ago but I've talked about it before and I know people don't like to agree with it, but it's true. And that is everybody edits their photos. Everybody like a little touch here, a little hint of color, a little brighten here, a little something. You know, I feel like people do a little, eh, you know, put a little eh on it. You know, don't worry about it, sweetheart. Don't worry about it. They put in that edit. 
But I do feel like it is becoming more of a thing. And I feel like the aesthetic that is on social media, I do feel like people actively try to maintain that aesthetic. And whether that is getting surgery, whether that is Photoshop, any type of manipulation to how you really look. And like, honestly, I feel like I... I have been affected by it in some degrees, you know, um, there are times where I feel like I prefer my face with a filter. There are times when I'm using a camera and I prefer to use Snapchat because it adds some element of change and make it the colors pop or make your face slender, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? And like, I'm sorry, y'all, but I'm just gonna have to put y'all a little shit out there. But the reality is a lot of people do edit their, their, photos or whatever to some degree but chloe kardashian is she a gender i don't know what she is but i do know that she has been looking like a man named charles for a long time okay it doesn't matter what she does she still ends up looking like oriental james i don't know but she posted a picture probably like a couple months ago where she looked extremely different like day and goddamn night very 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 different and then like later on she's wearing the same clothes i think she's probably filming or doing some type of confessionals for the kkk and she looks vastly different she looks vastly different and it's just it's false advertisement just point blank period is false advertisement and on a lower level i would hate to say lower like you're not on this level of chloe but just an ordinary person that post ordinary pictures or what have you. Yeah, you have people like adjusting that body, adjusting the face, and then you have people who will get surgery to physically look like an aesthetic that isn't real. This is how far it is going. So you do have young girls who can just open the explore page on Instagram or any other social media and see women with the waist the size of a fucking peanut and ass colossal nice boobs you know and, and and the face and this like this copy and paste looking body and face and image it's like the instagram aesthetic that's that's kind of what it is the instagram aesthetic i think i'm probably named to show that but a lot of young girls have social media and look at this content and i know we like to say well oh it shouldn't matter and those th- I'm like, yeah, you're speaking for fellow adults, for your contemporaries, your peers. Yes, I don't want to see a 35-year-old woman trying to chop her body up to look like some girl that's getting a lot of likes on Instagram. No, that would be kind of wild to me. But it's very, very like rational for a 15-year-old to look at that content and feel like maybe she needs to look more like that. This this is more or less what we're talking about here. Young adults seeing something that just isn't real. Like you said, it's creating a warped sense of beauty because it's not real. So much so. And if there are any guys listening to the show, which I know there are. Yo, I found out that like my listeners are like pretty much 50% women, 50% men, which I'm happy with because I love that. But um, fellas. Let me highlight y'all real quick. Let's, let's come on over here. Come on over here. Let me talk to you for a second. So like, boom. I know 
y'all have been manipulated a time or two meeting women on social media and then meeting them in real life. Like, I know this has happened to you where her skin look flawless. Okay. As fat as the sun, all this, she had all this is going on. She looked bad, fine as hell. You link and she end up looking like Lisa Simpson. I know, I know it is very um, distressing. So even men kind of have to deal with that as well. Just that warped sense of reality of what beauty looks like. So much so that you have men who are now being more attracted to a fake aesthetic that is it's just not real. And so now, you know, some men's standards change with women as far as their body or the way they wear their makeup or if they wear makeup at all. If you wear flawless skin, even those pages are projecting like false sense of reality. If you have a page that's dedicated to skincare, how about just just not put that filter on it? Okay, because I want to see the, the bare skin. I want to see the raw image of what I'm looking at. If you're selling lace wigs, you probably should take that little sparkly filter off. Sis, I'm trying to see if it's melted or not. Okay. So there are times where it just we know that it's used in a manipulating sense, in a manipulating way. But we feel like our little tweaks here and there aren't a big deal. Like I do it too. Like I'll tweak it here, there, put a little color, a little filter. Like, oh, it's cute. Okay. I'll post that. Um, because personally, like people have asked me before, I don't necessarily post pictures of me looking, um, como se raggedy. I don't, I don't like putting those pictures out there in it. If it makes me pretentious, if it makes me arrogant and it makes me whatever, I really don't care. But I do not like putting unsavory looking pictures of myself um, on anything because the Internet exists and it's just going to make that content exist forever. Once you put something on social media, it belongs to social media. So I just try my best that <laughs> whenever I am posting something, it is in the best light. You know, that's something that I can control um, because my social media is contrived. Not that it's not authentic, not that it's not me, but it's definitely me. But like on crack, you know what I'm saying? Like you got to put a little stank on it when you put in your social media. You want to you want to put your best foot forward. And I totally understand that. I understand that from anybody because um, anybody could be scrolling through your social media. We're not just talking about casual people. I'm talking about companies that may be interested in you. And they do want to see that like, oh, you know, you're like, you're, you're a decent person. You know, you carry yourself nicely. You have like a nice little look to yourself. It's your own. And you're not, you know, trying to do the copy and paste thing on Instagram and make yourself stick out. Um, because I, I really just don't don't want to become a meme. That's really what it boils down to. I don't want to be doing something ridiculous and then become a meme. I, that would really upset me and my homegirls. I wouldn't like that at all. But um, yeah, I mean, if you definitely have any thoughts about this dysmorphia, hit me up because I do want to talk, talk about that with a few folks because um, I just feel like that is something that is affecting young women 
Um, even older women. I don't want to go that far and say that older women aren't affected by that. Um, clearly, Chloe is affected. And it's like, girl, you're on TV. We could see, Do you know we could see you? Shout out to Cat Williams. We need another stand up. I need something that's going to make me laugh. Do y'all have any suggestions? Hit me up. Adulting. I hate it here pod at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on the Twitter machine as usual. That's at I am Queen T. I am Q W E E N T E E. Same thing on the socials. Make sure you hit up the Adulting I Hate It Here page on YouTube and subscribe, okay? And comment and like and share and do all of that good stuff that you do for other people. Like, do it for me too if you love me. Hello. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just wanted to kind of lighten up the mood a little bit at the end of the show because I was just like getting so bummed out about Chadwick. And um, I mean, my headache is still throbbing and it's getting increasingly worse. So I'm going to go ahead and end the show. But I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. And uh, oh, yeah. Remember, adulting is a verb. It is something that this thunder is not going to let me finish my show. Adulting is a verb. It is something you do. It is not who you are. I love y'all. Mean it. Be kind for real. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to black women. Believe black women. Okay. Be good to black men. Be kind to black men because everybody deserves grace and kindness. Okay, guys. So I hope you got through this episode, okay? Hope your week is going to be going great. And by the end of today, if you listen to this in the morning, though, Brandy and Monica will be on the verses, and I definitely will be uh, live tweeting through that. So you might want to follow me on the Twitter machine because I definitely, that's really when my tweets be popping is when I'm watching some shit. So again, thank you guys so much for tuning into the show. It's raining, so I'm probably going to take a nap. <laughs> and I will see y'all next Bye. week. Bye. Bye.